This episode is brought to you by the new D9 Business Directory. Shop Greek-owned brands from a variety of categories. And if you are Greek, author, or business owner, add your profile today at d9business.com. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker, and joining me for this episode is Daryl Williams of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Daryl was initiated in the Theta Psi chapter of Phi Beta Sigma in the spring of 1977 at Rowan University in Glassboro, New Jersey. He's a retired lieutenant with the New Jersey State Police who has also advised state counties with safety and preparedness plans. He has held just about every position you can hold on a local, state, and regional level in the fraternity, and he's currently a candidate for the fraternity's international first vice president's office. He is joining us on Greekly Speaking to share his Greek story, his journey, and a little bit about his um, passion for running for this particular office. Daryl, welcome to Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you and your audience. Hey, I'm just excited you can spend a few minutes to talk to us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So we, we connected through a mutual fraternity brother. Uh, he was telling me that we just had to get a chance to connect and, and meet you and, and read some of your content online. I was really impressed, man. And I want to unpack a little bit of that. But first of all, as we do on Greekly Speaking, we like to get to know the Greek background for our guest. First of all, where are you from originally? Well, uh, originally I was uh, born in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But uh, man, even though I've been in Jersey 99% of my life, man, I always call Florida home for me. And it's a small town in the, uh, the northern tip of Florida as you enter off of 95. And it's called Amelia Island, uh, Fernandina Beach, which is uh, about a half an hour outside of Jacksonville, Florida. And that's where my parents were uh, both born and raised. But uh, to us, uh, that, that's still home. All of our family, my cousins, we all originate from uh, that Amelia Island, uh, Fernandina Beach area. So uh, we, we've always made it a point of going back uh, almost every year uh, to the point we, we started having family reunions on my mother's side. Uh, we call our last name is Trei. Uh, it's uh, uh, a deep history uh, in the Fernandina Beach area with that name. So we were passionate about our family members and we love getting together. Obviously, this pandemic has struck that down the past few years, but we're, we're looking forward to getting back to that. But uh, again, uh, I, I love home, but uh, Jersey has been my home uh, for the past uh, almost uh, 50 some plus years that I've had the pleasure of living here in the southern part of, of New Jersey. So it's a, it's a different from when we say in southern and northern Jersey, but uh, you know, my roots are here in South Jersey. You ended up at what is now Rowan University. Did you have any Greek influences in your life coming up? Uh, you know what, man? I, uh, I, I had no idea of, uh, of Greek life growing up. 
And when I got to college, I, I, I went there, was recruited to play basketball. Uh, at the time, back in the, the 70s, the university was called Glassboro State College. And over the years, I'm, I'm not sure the exact year, but uh, uh, a, a man named Mr. Rowan decided to uh, put $100 million plus dollars into the university. And with that came the name Rowan University. But when I, when I got there, I was there to play basketball. Uh, my my education was was important that I I understood that my dad was a dentist uh, and became one of the first black periodontists in the country. And he was a professor at Temple University and earned the status of emeritus dentist at the university. So education was important to my dad, and uh, I knew that's what I wanted in my life also. But basketball is what drew me to uh, Glassboro State College. So when I got there, man, I, I really had no idea of really what fraternity life was about. I mean, most of us at that age, we we saw the, the movie, The School Days and things of that nature, but uh, college was my first experience because I was just concentrating on basketball. That's why I was there and, and trying to go to school. And I, I had a friend that uh, literally one night came and got me out of my dorm room and said, let's go to a meeting. And, you know, I'm hanging out with him. So I say, no problem. So uh, I said, what it's about. And he said, man, we're going to meet some brothers of this fraternity. And they just want to talk to us. I said, okay, I got nothing to do tonight. So about 15 of us men in a dorm room. And these uh, young men that were members of this fraternity called Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity spoke to us. And they were from Lincoln University and PA and Cheney University. And, and, and they shared with us. Uh, what this fraternity of blue and white members was about. And uh, it sounded interesting to me. And what was most interesting was the fact that they explained to us that there were no other sigmas uh, on a college campus in the state of New Jersey. And whoever decided to be a part of this, this back in the day pledge process would be a part of history in the fraternity. So uh, I'm always about being the first uh, always about having something to do with starting something from the beginning. And that's what enticed me and, and my interest of, of becoming a member. I knew maybe about four or five of the guys. And uh, we probably started off with about 13 or 14 that decided to do it. And through our pledge process, we ended up bringing through six members. And we were called the Outbreak Six. That was our line name. And my line name uh, was Daz. Uh, it was a it was a group back in the day called Daz. The Daz Band. Uh, D A Z. The Daz Band, correctly. Yeah. So, and again, your big brothers are the ones that gave you those names. I, I remember the day we went over, and I said the first thing I told the, the, the my Sigma brother, I said, "Man, I'm changing my name. I I, I I'm not grooving with Daz. It just doesn't make sense to me." And uh, I had been listening to the radio and I was hearing this song by the group Parliament Funkadelics. And uh, and I wasn't really into Parliament Funkadelics, man. I grew up a, a Jackson 5 fan, that type of music. But the song came on and it kept the guy kept repeating his name, Starchild, Starchild. So I said, man, I found my name. And uh, I changed my line name to Starchild. And then... And, and the rest is history from, from that point in reference to the name. But from that point on, man, we, we as a group of six, 
We continue to grow membership in our own chapter, but we branched out throughout the state of New Jersey, all the way up to northern part of Jersey, where we chartered a second chapter, Montclair State College at the time. And uh, from that point, man, we just branched out and chartered chapters throughout the state of New Jersey. And it, it, it's been a phenomenal ride for us to, to, to see where we are today from where we began. So um, I, I continue to be excited every time I have the opportunity to talk about our roots, but, but they started right there at Theta Side Chapter of Glassboro State College. I can honestly say we are still close today that we were almost 44, going on 45 years ago. So we stay in contact and we, uh, we celebrated our 40th together. I brought them all up here to Jersey and uh, we got together for the weekend and I uh, took them up to, to the headquarters in Washington because most of them had never seen it before and walked around the campus of Howard University. And uh, we had a great weekend of, of reconnecting and committing to say that, you know what, we're going to make sure we do this again. So I love them brothers and uh, they're what got me through it. Uh, and, you know, that's where you get that first sense of the bond, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's that's where you learn through the process, the concept of brotherhood on two different levels, right? Those are, that are, are giving you that education and that knowledge, and then those that are going through with you. So it, it's good to see those sure. stories of when people are celebrating the decades that they've been through. So six of you, you're a star child. What was your line number? I was number five. Okay. Number five and, uh, and, and, and the stepmaster of the line and the first chapter president. We were stepping fools back in that day. I mean, you see the videos and the YouTubes of, of, of stepping now throughout the fraternity. But, man, we, we set the stage. And I like to say that back in the 70s as to how, you know, we, we, we perform. I, I remember the first time I saw Sigma stepping, they stepped in a circle. And I couldn't understand that. I said, man, what is this all about? And I, I remember seeing the cues and they were hard, man. They were, they stepped rough. And I said, you know what? I, I like that, but we can't do that. So, uh, you know, we developed a, a style for us. And uh, in the seventies, we traveled a lot, went to college campuses and won a lot of competitions back in the day. Unfortunately, uh, they're not YouTube like they are now for us to be able to see and enjoy them. But we we had a great time back in those days of college and uh, traveling around the campuses and, and enjoying life as, as college students and Sigma brothers. So uh, it was a very special time in my life. Well, that, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, you did at least one thing right. You were number five. And so congratulations. <laughs> I think to this date, that's still the most requested number in the universe. So I think I've only heard my uncle say, give me five, never three or two. Yeah. So, give me five. So, so how would your brothers describe you? Your line brothers. Wow. it's uh, a good question, man. I, I think probably back in the seventies, uh, Daryl leave us alone. You know, we got other things to do. I like to think they would think that I was, a brother that was passionate about what we were trying to do and getting him to really understand the importance of, of who we were as uh, new members of this organization. And I think they would say I was driven. I think they think I was a brother's brother. At the end of the day, I think these brothers expect me to be right where I am here today. And that's what most of the, the conversation, the six of us still have together. Let, let me ask you this question. Because you're someone who's been involved with chartering a lot of chapters. So obviously, you spent time pointing out some of the positive aspects of your organization. What would you say if you were to meet a, a young man who you felt would be a, a, a great asset to Phi Beta Sigma? What would you point out 
to that individual. I think everybody will talk about the brotherhood. I mean, each organization, that's what they stand for first and foremost. But I would, I would share with, with a young man our history of what we've accomplished over 107 years and show him some of the things that we've been involved in over, the, over our history, that we were the first fraternity that started a youth group, the Sigma Beta Club, that we, we have had some dynamic men to come through our ranks of this organization and contribute not only just to fraternity, but contribute uh, to the world and globally. So I would, I would share those type of things, but I would say, brother, that, that, that the experience I think you'll get uh, from our members of Phi Beta Sigma is, is second to none. I think what we stand for, culture for service and service for humanity and, and being a, a servant leader, always willing to, to give back. I think that will be ingrained in you as you become older and you'll see it, that belief in to whom much is given, much is, is, is required to give back. And that's what I think we try to teach all of our members coming in the organization that we are a service organization and it's about serving not only the brothers, but serving our community. So I would share with that young man that I think there's, there's opportunities in our organization for mentoring, for brothers to be able to provide you with, with, with insight to not only navigating college, but navigating life, uh, graduating from college and, and what comes after that, you know, the job market, how, how can we help you out? And there are brothers out there that, that, that have the expertise that connecting with them, again, the benefit of becoming a member of Phi Beta Sigma will help you out. I'm never gonna push anybody in to Phi Beta Sigma. It's never been my style, uh, but most of the time it's been a conversation that they see. You know what? Uh, words are one thing, but actions are another. And when they see us and they see the type of things that we are involved in on the college campuses and in our communities, I think our actions speak louder than our words. And they're able to see that, man, that, that's something I want to be involved in uh, as I go through my life. So that's the two-minute speech I would start to give. But uh, obviously, there's more conversations that go into it. But I uh, would love to you know, have those conversations with any of these young brothers out there. Everyone has their own story of what inspired them to join, um, but then they have their own story as far as what keeps them engaged, right? Absolutely. So, And I, what I love is that, that those are different combinations for everyone. So Absolutely. that keeps that diversity of thought in the organization as a whole. So you, you've obviously had a, a lot of roles. Just give us a bulleted list of some of the titles you've held in the fraternity. Ah. Uh. Man, I've sat in every position in a chapter level that there is, from secretary to treasurer to vice president to president, more times than I can count. But uh, I enjoyed uh, doing that because it meant that the brothers trusted me uh, in leading them. Because leading is not about pushing someone forward, but, but walking with them uh, to make sure we get to that end game at the same time and achieve our goals. So that, to me, is what a leader does. Again, like I've stated, I've been a, I was a state director of New Jersey. I was on a regional level. I served as a regional director of publicity. It was the first regional office I was elected to. And then I became Eastern Regional Director of Bigger and Better Business. From then, I became, uh, years later, uh, the Eastern Regional Vice Director. And uh, in 2008, I believe, going back a while, uh, I was elected as the 24th Eastern Regional Director for Phi Beta Sigma. Three years after that, in 2011, 
at the Conclave in Atlanta, I was elected as the International Director of Social Action. Uh, that was probably the last time that, that I was served as an elected officer, but over the last 10 years, I have been an international risk management investigator, which really, when, when the fraternity needs an individual, a brother with our skill set to, to investigate allegations of hazing or wrongdoing on a college campus or an alumni chapter, a group of us are assigned to investigate these cases. And we started off with about, I think about eight or nine of us. And it was because we had some law enforcement background to conduct these type of investigations. Because all this tied into our insurance company and what we were showing them that we were being proactive about hazing in our fraternity and how we could put an end to it and what we were doing to, to always safeguard the organization first. So besides that position, I'm also the Eastern Regional Risk Management Officer. So Anytime that the region through the regional director needs any assistance regarding risk management, you know, I'm available to assist him. Today, we probably, I think, have maybe 20 to 25 members that are now risk management officers and investigators. And all of us either have some law enforcement background, retired or current, and or some type of insurance background that can help out in reference to risk management policies and things of that nature that are best serving the organization in reference to how we create policy for the organization and reference to risk management. So I've been doing that for the past 10 years and still been an active member in my chapter. So those are the things that I've been doing and uh, have always had in the back of my mind that at some point in time that I was going to run for the office of international vice president first at this time to, to again, I just want to be a part of giving back to this organization. And I want to be one of these brothers that, that are at the table when decisions are, are talked about and decisions are being made on what's the best for our fraternity. Uh, I really enjoyed that as a regional director and as a national officer, and I hope to be able to do that again at this level. But again, it's about serving the organization, especially as vice president, uh, working with membership and our collegiate brothers and the transition of a collegiate brother to alumni level and sustaining that membership over the many years to come. So that's pretty much what I've done in my years as a member of this organization. So that's, and, and just to be real, real clear, the office that you're seeking is the position of international first vice president. What do you see as the most important aspect of that position? If you look at our constitution, it says membership. Uh, you're, you're responsible for membership in Phi Beta Signal. As an Eastern Regional Vice Director, you're in charge of membership in your region. Uh, but I've always been a believer that membership is not about one individual. Uh, membership starts at the chapter level. The chapters grow membership. But uh, at the level of vice president, I believe it's the, the role that we have to provide the resources and the tools necessary for chapters to be able to, to grow to maintain their membership and provide services for our members, you know, for the organization to continue to grow our membership and maintain our membership. So those are the things that constitutionally, you know, we look at as a role of, of a vice president. So uh, I'm going to continue those, but along the way, you know, we're going to try to bring some new things to the table, but not try to recreate the wheel. There are a lot of positive things that are happening in five beta signal right now. And one thing that I'm against is, is, is brothers thinking they need to come into office and all of a sudden change everything, you know? And we need to continue to, 
to strive along a course that brothers can get used to and understand and brand. So that doesn't just happen uh, over a term of two years or four years. It's about longevity of how we concentrate on one theme as to how we're going to get to a, to a certain level in this organization. And if we are consistent with that and not always changing what we do just because another brother comes in uh, to office, I think that's the most positive direction we can do. So I look to continue to do what, what we've been doing, but also see ways that we can enhance our membership and provide our better services. And most important thing to me is create a feeling of a return on the investment for a brother to pay his dues. What are we offering a brother? What's the reason why you carry that card with you every day and that you are a financial member? What benefits are we providing you? Because if we provide you with benefits, then I'm, I believe that in turn, you're going to be a devoted member of this organization and give back. So those are the things that I want to make sure that I speak upon as we move forward through this, this campaign. Give me two specific things that you've learned in the years that you served your fraternity in an officer capacity, and how would you leverage that insight in your new role if elected? Well, boy, two things. I think the first thing is brothers want you to be genuine, and brothers want you to be honest with them, uh, especially when they place you in a position of, of leadership. And, and, and I've tried over my, my career to, to, to be that type of brother, um, that to be open, to be willing to, to talk to any brother, uh, to be willing to listen, even though that's a very hard thing to do at times. What, what I've learned is to be as genuine as I can and let these brothers know that, that, that they're not just talking through me, but that I'm listening to them and that I, I, I feel you know, what they're saying. And, and, and how can I help? How can I make their experience a better experience in Sigma? Because look, I've had ups and downs in my, my, my years, but probably more ups than downs. So I want you to be able to experience some of those same things that I did. And uh, boy, the second one, uh, probably I, I've learned leadership skills through the many brothers that I have come in contact with since the day I became a Sigma, brothers that pulled me to the side and, and taught me uh, what, what it means to be a member of this organization and the historical perspective of being a member of Phi Beta Sigma and the years that followed that along the way, I can always identify brothers that have mentored me and, and, and shown me the things that, that, that I incorporate in my leadership skills. And, and, and what's great about it is not just they taught me leadership skills in Phi Beta Sigma, but this transcends to, to my professional life. And a lot of things I do in my professional career in my 30 years with the state police, especially when I got to the level of supervising and a lieutenant and to where I am today as a director of emergency management, a lot of those skill set have come from what I've learned uh, in Phi Beta Sigma. Now, I'm not going to ever discount uh, my greatest hero in the world, and that's my dad. My dad taught me value, and my dad taught me the responsibility of your character uh, and taught me a lot. But when it, when it came to learning the nuances of, of, of leadership skills, because there are many, there are many type of leaders, but I was able to take 
what I learned from the best of them and, and, and incorporate them into how I treat brothers and how I determine my leadership skills, the people that I'm responsible for and look up to me. So those are probably the two most important things that, that I've learned most in my years. You know, in preparing for this, this segment, I had a chance to check out your website and, you know, we got a lot of great information out there. It is not overloaded with all kinds of things. It is some really great pieces of content. One thing that I, I noticed and, and is DarylWilliams.blue. You have your story, you have great video content talking about some of your experience, what keeps you passionate about serving the fraternity. And, and that was really refreshing to see. My takeaway from that was a program that you have, the Blue Program, Brothers Lifting Up Excellence. Can you, can you describe that for us a little bit and tell us what that's about? Well, you know what? It's really a, a theory that on... Brothers Lifting Up Excellence, it's, it's what we can empower all of us to do every single day of our lives, to be better than we were the day before. And if we are able to instill that in, 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 in our youth and our collegiate brothers, we, we continue to develop a level of excellence that brothers believe they have to continue to achieve. And if we always believe we can always do better, that level of excellence will continue to grow. So the, the, the blue is obviously for the color, but it's about how we as brothers can not only expand in areas of brotherhood, but demonstrate what brotherhood means. And, and that has a lot of, of things that are embodied in that. And one of them is like we said here, man, how do we, how do we, how do we give you the tools to achieve excellence? And excellence, know that you're always gonna be chasing excellence. And, and, and that there's nothing wrong with that. So we want to empower brothers to believe that, that they are capable of doing anything they want to do. And we are here as an organization to support that in, in ways that, that we would believe that will help you out. So uh, there are brothers out there to believe just like that. And we're going to reach out to those kind of brothers to say, hey, man, I want to be a part of that blue. I want to be a part of having conversations with brothers and young brothers and even older brothers that still need our need our help out there, that how do I get to that level? So I'm excited about it and looking forward to trying to, to have that conversation with brothers in the future. So for our listeners out there that may want to contact you with any questions they may have, how would they reach you? Well, they, they can go to our website at uh, www.daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L, Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S, dot blue. And they can visit our website uh, there'll be more information provided on the website, different blogs that are going to be posted, information for brothers to, to learn more about the campaign and learn more about me. Obviously, in this day and age with the pandemic, uh, we're going to be Zooming uh, and WebExing around the country uh, and talking to our collegiate brothers and talking to our alumni brothers about what do they feel we could be doing better or what do we want, what they want to see us do in Phi Beta Sigma. So I'm excited about having that conversation with them. This has been a long time. And, I, and I've talked to brothers throughout my, my lifetime in this organization, but it never gets old. And I'm looking forward to, to, to the opportunity, not just of sharing my views, but to me, in order for this, this team to work called Phi Beta Sigma, it's about everybody coming together and sharing their ideas of what might work better for this organization. So look, I'm excited. I hope brothers uh, can, can be as inspired 
as I am. That's that's the theme, inspire. And I believe that what we are offering, and the other candidates, but what we are offering you to inspire to be better, inspire to have this organization do better, inspire to be able to give back to our communities and inspire brotherhood. And that's what it's all about. And if you do those things and believe in those things like I do, uh, I truly believe your experience in Phi Beta Sigma will be as genuine as mine has been over the last 40 some years. Brother Darrell Williams, Phi Beta Sigma, candidate for international first vice president. We appreciate your time joining us here on Greekly Speaking, man. And like I said, we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. And if there's anything we can do to promote some of the positive things that you and your local chapter have going on, by all means, uh, don't hesitate to reach out, okay? Well, brother, I am honored. And again, I thank you for even offering this platform to me to have the opportunity uh, to talk to the brothers. And uh, hopefully this this message will get out and uh, it'll bring more brothers asking more questions. And uh, again, I look forward to, to having that conversation as we move forward. But again, thank you very much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Take care Take and care. the best to you and your family. You got it. You too, my brother.